the spice in it. There it is. Really? Okay. He wants a response. He wants a reaction. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. Nobody cares. No, you? No. No one. No one actually cares. Nobody. None. No one. Welcome everybody back to the No One Really Cares podcast. My name is... Yeah. No one really cares. And I'm with... Do I say my name? No. No, you don't. Just be like... Just don't tell it. Just make make like a make like a joke or something, or like a no one really cares uh, anonymous something like that. I I know I didn't. I wanted to put you. I wanted to purposely put you on the spot for all of my friends and family to hear, so you crack like this. So, welcome back to the No One Really Cares podcast. We're with your girlfriend. No, no, it's an anonymous. <laughs> it is an anonymous podcast. She is not. She is a she has a, a female voice, but this is an anonymous podcast. So we're gonna try this one more time. <laughs> Welcome back to the No One Really Cares podcast. My name is No One Really Cares. And I'm here with my first guest of our first episode, and she is Well, sometimes I'm an influencer, but like people don't really care about that either. Exactly. She finally, people are getting it. You would really, who would have thought that after one intro episode, we would have this much pull for the brand? She gets it, and we're here. We're gonna talk to you guys about a few things. Let's just let's just jump right in there. How how are you doing? I feel like I've seen you before. I met you before. We're on an anonymous. We're on an anonymous podcast, by the way. So <laughs> I'm doing well. Is this your is this your first podcast? Yeah, actually, it is. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the topic for today is quarantine dating. And I know a lot of you guys, a lot of my followers, my viewers, my loyal people who have been listening to me for so long, probably been wondering, when is he going to do a podcast about quarantine dating? Well, today's the day, folks. We're going to talk about your endeavors, your loves, everything that's been going on with you ever since quarantine started, with you meeting up. Go ahead, you can laugh, it's okay. <laughs> She's looking at me like I'm fucking crazy, and I am a little bit crazy, okay? So, let's start it off with a story. This is pretty sure everyone's first time in quarantine, and therefore, everyone's first experience in quarantine and dating. Is this your first time you've used a, a dating app? What have your experiences with them been so far? This is not my first time using a dating app. This is, like, my longest attempt ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was on and off dating apps. Uh-huh. I wasn't really that comfortable with them. They were just kind of like, I'm bored, let's do this. And would you say you've been successful on dating apps? Not until recently. <laughs> I really want to know this story. <laughs> I, would, I would agree. I think everyone's experience with dating apps is a little different. Um, we definitely get on them for different reasons. But I think now since we've been in quarantine... I think in that first like three, four weeks, people realize, oh my God, I'm not going to have any social interactions with people and people who are in the process of dating or trying to meet new people. And I definitely was. We're like, oh fuck, uh, I need to get my online profile going real soon. So I wrote a couple questions for you. I know that you 
and I have had experience with using online dating apps. But what do you think the shift was like for you or people you know who dated before quarantine and after? And just to give you a little bit more time to think about your answer, I think that, in my opinion, the shift of people getting on more apps recently to date was propelled five to ten years at least in the past like few months because people are not using it as much there it was rising in popularity but it's exploded so what do you think i guess do you mean like people who were already dating before quarantine or people who got on the apps when quarantine started okay that's a good distinction we need to separate those two so let's start with people who are trying to meet new people and then quarantine happened and then you had to like eventually go on these apps and then right after we can talk about people who are dating before and then what their dating lives. So what do you think about the people who were trying to meet new people before quarantine and then now have to do it through apps? So my friend actually was on the apps prior to quarantine but didn't start really connecting and talking to people until during quarantine. And I think it was just tough for this person to make can make continued connections because you couldn't go on dates mm -hmm. and i don't think the people she was connecting with were comfortable with like video chats and phone calls and virtual dates so i think it made it harder until recently when people started like kind of go out on dates um so yeah i agree and i think when you start doing like a quarantine date it's a little awkward in the beginning i know i have a friend of mine and he would do like video dates I mean, think about the first time you video chatted with anyone. It's a little weird, right. right? And have you ever done like a quarantine date before where you're like on video chat or you've watched a movie with someone or had a meal with someone? No. Takes some getting used getting to used to as far as I've heard. Right. I feel like it would be fun if you maybe had a personal interaction with that person prior to quarantine. But I think what makes it uncomfortable is like when you don't have that initial reaction. There are some people that are more comfortable talking to the screen. It may not be as nervous as it would be in person. Mm -hmm. I think if you're like introverted or extroverted, that will definitely play like a factor. I'm pretty extroverted. So I think no matter what medium I'm meeting people, I'll probably be okay. But I definitely think for people who haven't met, because I, I remember meeting you and... <laughs> Even I can only imagine what it would it might have been like if we would have had to like do a video call and then we couldn't actually like meet each other face to face. Yeah, I think I see your, what you're saying, especially if you're introverted. I mean, it's a little hard, yeah. you know, I mean, the first time you called me, I, <laughs> I did, called you I me? Answer <laughs> on purpose because I was nervous. So I feel like there's people like me out there that are like, oh, this is weird. And even though I'm an introverted person and I feel nervous about meeting people, I still have a hard time adjusting to a virtual space the same way I would in person. It might be a little bit easier. I think the shift is unique for each person. Do you think that it's going to get normalized? Meeting people online, starting off almost exclusively like video chatting, and even doing these socially distanced dates, before, even after quarantine, do you think that's going to be something that's going to be more prominent now? Yeah, I mean, I think even before, like, online dating was kind of pretty normal. Mm -hmm. I think for people like us, like younger people. I think people like my cousin, who she's like almost 30, the apps were like very scary for her. 
and they were a completely new, like, adventure. And so I think for people that aren't used to dating in that way, it's going to be tough. So you bring up a good point, and that was the stigma of it. I, I actually disagree. So before Tinder, before Hinge, Bumble, all what you want to call it, there was sites like eHarmony, Farmers Only even, right? And what I remember was these sites were stigma, stigmatized. It was not like, it was, if you're meeting someone online, it was not okay. They're like, people would think what's wrong with this person. And especially for older people, it was difficult. And I think apps like this are better now, especially if you're a lot more mature, like 40s, 50s. What if you're like divorced, right? It's a lot harder to meet like people who are, you know, single, but not, you know, going out that much. And now they have access to it. So not only has it, was it better for them, I think in the beginning, because now they can find those people. But I think now it's, we're getting, we're reaping the benefit. Us young people are reaping the benefits of it because it's not, it's less stigmatized. And I think Tinder also made that a lot easier because it made it cool. I mean, they really like advertised the shit out of it to us college students and made it, I remember when I was a freshman and I heard about Tinder and basically, I remember SNL did a sketch on it, right? SNL literally did a sketch on Tinder, making it seem like this is an app where you can get sex. And me as an 18 year old, 19 year old boy was like, sign me up, get me on this app right now. Okay. Why but now I think it's become less, uh, at least the apps have become less about like hooking up and more about meeting very good people and think where we are now is a testament of it. So it's less stigmatized. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. Let's talk about people who were dating before quarantine and have now shifted to a, a lot more isolated lifestyle. And you said you had an example of people who've done that. So what are your experiences or stories you might have? So a lot of them come from like my close friends who before were like dating, but they also live with these people. So that also I think adds a completely new, different layer than for some people that don't live with their significant other. Um, but one of my friends, she was like, I just did not realize how much my boyfriend played video games and it drives <laughs> me crazy. Like she would just want to be working like in the same space as him, but he was always on video games. And she's like, I just didn't realize when I wasn't home, this is literally what he did all day. Yeah, video game playing is real, okay? <laughs> Think when guys are not at their girlfriend's house and they're, and they're at home with their game stations. Yeah, that's probably like our second wife. You want, in my opinion though, and all the ladies who are listening, get you a guy who plays excessive amounts of video games. He's not gonna cheat. He's there for you. <laughs> You know why? Because he's going to be so pleasy playing his video games and seeing you. I disagree. <laughs> Let's move on. So you think now people are understanding their significant other more. And I would agree with that. Um, what else? I think they're definitely being forced to learn parts of their life that maybe they wouldn't have if they weren't trapped at home with them for so long. Like what? I think just like picking up on like other mannerisms that you didn't before just because you're like consistently spe like spending time with them. I think that people in quarantine who were dating before 
have I agree with you. They've learned a whole lot more. I also think, especially me as someone who recently got into a relationship when quarantine started happening, I definitely showed my more comfortable side faster. I think people who are new to quarantine dating right now are probably getting to see a side of that person that they might not have. And that's the that's the side you're going to see the most in a long-term relationship, right? It's not all the fun and games anymore. It's like, what does this person do in like the morning? Is he, is he, an, is he or she an early riser? Does this person stay up late? Do they eat breakfast? Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to call out too many people here. But yeah, I think it also made me slow down more and enjoy things like taking a walk with someone mm. or exercising with someone. Um, I don't think we would have gotten that many opportunities to do that as well as be outside a little bit more and do things that are not just, you know, going out to eat, going to bars and watching movies, maybe like watching a sunset. Those are things that I think a lot of us who were starting a relationship or starting dating might definitely would not have had them on their agenda before quarantine. Mm, What do you think? I think it forced people to enjoy the moment. And I think not, I don't mean this in like a morbid way, but like sometimes it was like, I don't know the next time I'm going to see this person. I need to enjoy like this amount of time I have with them. Not because they might die of coronavirus, but just because what if they wanted to like stay quarantined for a while or if they came in contact with someone and then you just don't know when the next time you get to spend that time with them. So I think living in the moment and like cherishing each moment just because like right now is so unpredictable. Yeah, I agree. So what are some activities for our viewers for things that you would recommend that they do when it comes to quarantine dating? What do you think that you that you have done or that other people you've, you've seen other people do that have been fun? I think something that would work for relationships and friendships um, was like, well, I went home recently to Kansas City and I really wanted to go like on a winery tour with one of my best friends. And wineries ended up being closed, so she just created, like, a whole day at home where each stop was, like, a different place in her house with a different flavor of wine. And, like, we had to guess which wine it was, and it was just so fun. Then I came home, and I applied it to my relationship. I was like, (laughs) we're going to do this. It's going to be super fun, and it just makes the day super special, and it makes that person feel like you really care about them. Um, And it's just fun. It's a good memory. Like, you really can't recreate that any other time. So recently I had something similar happen to me and let me just read out to you guys the agenda where this person, (laughs) this person treated me like a king for a day. Okay. And this is for all my listeners, basically my friends who, who want to do something for their partner here. Look at this itinerary, right? It's called, where's the beach? So first stop breakfast at blank, blank smoothie hut. (laughs) On the menu, tropical smoothies. The theme is a beach trip, since I didn't get to go on my beach trip, right? So then, second uh, thing was enjoy the view. We can relax, play video games, and enjoy the view. Third, lunch on the beach. Uh, no one really cares. Picks the place, and don't forget your beach towel. And then we we went to this like this little beach area, if you can call it that. <laughs> Basically, a bunch of sand very very thoughtful happy hour on the menu sex on the beach the drink 
<laughs> and snacks. <laughs> it was and before I before I, I, I kill this with like surprise activities, there was massages, skin treatment, you know, and we also did painting where we where we did like a little canvas and we picked a a a, a picture. One of those like art tutorials. So yeah, definitely do that. And for me on the receiving end of it, I literally said, oh my God, it feels like my birthday. What do you think about that? Personally or objectively? <laughs> do both. Uh, I'm kind of a giver in general. Like my love language, like my giving love language is literally giving. Like I like to give, I like to perform acts of service, I guess you could say. Because they make me happy and they make me feel like I'm showing my love for that person. So to hear, like, something as special as a birthday, I think, made my heart happy. Um, objectively. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you're the one that was <laughs> responsible for this? Was it your idea? Cats out the bag. Oh, wow. Well, we need to talk after this podcast <laughs> then, that's for sure. <laughs> I guess being on the receiving end of it as a friend, it was really cool too, just to know like somebody cares as much about me to make an experience for me when we have limited resources or limited places to go. I think that's the heart of it, making someone feel special. So no matter what, I think what the similar thing that we've had from dating before quarantine and dating now is that if you wanna be successful, got to make the other person feel special in some way whether it's you before quarantine taking them to dinner and a sunset this that and the other or even during quarantine and you're we painting and and creating an entire agenda with food and smoothies an entire day it what you need to do is make the person feel special and i think that's if there's one thing that you can learn is that so i wanted to thank you for coming on to my podcast to talk about quarantine dating. If you guys want, you can comment or send me a message. Tell me what topics you'd like to hear. Wait, shit. No one really cares what topics we talk about. Fuck. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's like, this is all for me. Anyways, thank you so much for coming here and talking about this. Um, it was great having you. Well, folks, thanks for listening to the first episode of no one really cares i really appreciate you listening the entire way through and supporting me in this little project of mine which is basically an opportunity for me to get things off my chest and have conversations with people i know i hope you're entertained stay tuned for some more first episode episode one directed by no one really cares produced by no one really cares written by no one really cares edited by you guessed it no one really cares